Welcome back to Strong Back Soft Front, guys. It's Emily again. I hope that you're doing really well at the time of you hearing this episode. I wanted to jump on today, and I've actually been a little bit unwell. So today, where I want to go with this podcast is to try and string together a couple of thoughts that I've had um, the last couple of weeks with me starting a SIBO diet and some experiences that I've had partly arguing about it with my mother uh, and understanding why we've argued about it Um, and then also how I think about these things and uh, why I feel really really strong and congruent and powerful doing this. Now for you who don't know what SIBO is to start off with, SIBO stands for small intestine bacterial overgrowth, uh, which basically means that I did a test and I have some gut dysbiosis, which I'm now trying to resolve uh, working with a practitioner. The diet itself, it's really, really restrictive. Um, Actually, it's just a, a small list of foods that I can eat on a daily basis. And to be honest, I thought it would be so much harder because it's a lot of restrictions, but I found out that it actually hasn't been that hard mentally, okay? We need to sometimes separate the mind and the body, even though I think that they both work best together, but temporarily I had to disconnect the two because I've had to temporarily feel kind of shit in order for me to start to feel better. And I can't say that I feel much better because it's only been two weeks, but mentally I am clear. Obviously the the foods that I'm eating are all super clean, non-processed, no gluten, no wheat, no dairy, (laughs) no carbs and no fiber. So there's a lot of limitation, as I just said. Um, But And also, as you can maybe hear a little bit, is that I've actually had a cold uh, for the past week. And partly, I think it's because my immune system has gone down slightly because of these restrictive uh, nature by this diet. And I haven't taken all the supplements that I needed because I didn't have them. And obviously, I've ordered them, they're on the way, and I am feeling better. But also partly because I went to my friend's wedding last weekend and we were standing outside and because it's September by the time I'm recording this it you know it's in Sweden it turns to fall and so it got really cold at night and it was quite windy during the ceremony which was outside so it was inevitable that I was going to get sick because there were more people getting sick from that weekend totally worth it um so yeah but anyway Back to this diet then, because it's interesting, because I thought it would be harder mentally than it was. But then it struck me that once you start acting with certainty, there is no doubt. And I want to say that again, once you start acting with certainty, there is no doubt. Because when you're certain that you're doing the right thing, there is no other other way of doing it. When you're certain that you're 
investing time, money, or effort, or energy into something because you believe it's the right thing, it becomes effortless. And again, I want to differentiate effortless with being easy because, again, it's not easy. This diet takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of communication. Um, and it takes a lot of grit because you're so conditioned by your behaviors that it's all actually it's so important that you understand and with certainty what you're about to do and I feel for myself that I've tapped into this which makes all of this effortless it takes a lot of effort but in my mind it's effortless because there's no doubt um, so I just want to go back to then as I said earlier that when I decided that this was what I was going to do I got my test results back I talked to my practitioner and we decided that this is the best course of action and I said I'm committed let's do this and let's do it hard because she kind of said we can do this slower and you will feel maybe a little bit better or we can do this all out and <laughs> I'm, I'm against the all or nothing mentality when it leads to a place of despair and feeling not good enough because you're not 100% committed to what you say you're going to do. In those instances, I am against the all or nothing approach, which is why with most of my clients, I actually speak against it. But as I just said, when I thought about it, with certainty, the all or nothing, the all or nothing takes care of itself because it's all. Um, uh, and it's strange, like it's really strange to describe it because I've had then a wedding that I've attended. I have been going on dates and I have not wavered. It's actually really strange. Because the easy thing is to say, well, one time doesn't matter. And maybe you're right. But in my mind is that if I'm going to do this and do it quickly so that I can get it over with, so that I can start to re-implement some of the things that I've taken out again, doing it half-heartedly will only prolong the process. And I like things to happen quickly. So if there is a way, I will commit to it. So... I had this argument with my mom, as I just said, and it came down to her not understanding my, why I wanted to do this. And she thinks I'm a little bit fanatic um, because she thinks that I'm looking for things that are wrong with me all the time because I'm into personal development. Uh, I love the human body and health and it excites me when I step into the conscious incompetence areas which I don't familiarize myself with so well and I can feel that growth is about to happen it excites me it's it's part of my core values you know always be growing or growth um, so I'm actually really excited about this even though as I said it's not an easy journey I'm excited about it because I'm learning things and I'm improving myself and I do get to practice some of my virtues. So let's go back to that argument. 
we had an argument and she said, well, you need to have quality of life as well. Meaning in her eyes, drinking that glass of wine, eating the same food as the family, um, I mean, all the good stuff, you know, sweets. I love sweets. Uh, I love food. I love all foods. Um, so to her, that's quality of life. And I get that because that's what partly is quality of life, to enjoy things whenever you want to enjoy them. But she kind of failed to see it from my perspective. First of all, health is not a really high value of hers. Um, and that shows in her actions and in her, in her habits. She smokes. She uh, does snooze. I don't even know what that is in English, but I think it's called snooze. Um, and she likes a glass of wine when she's not working. And she doesn't necessarily exercise. And that's okay. And I have actually accepted her for that. Yet one of my highest values is health. So there is a disconnect because there is a lack of understanding what is important to both of us. And initially I was super upset. I was actually crying because I felt like she really just didn't understand me. She really didn't just support me. But after a while, I started to realize that it's just because she doesn't look at it the same way as I do. You know, I, I've had IBS symptoms for pretty much as long as I can remember. And it's uncomfortable to always get bloated and gassy and have pain and get brain fog. And it's not nice. And on top of that, I developed acne in my early 20s. And that also takes a toll on your confidence and it makes you feel less beautiful and it makes you self-conscious. So for me, life quality, it's not something that I have fully experienced all the time because I can't eat whatever I want and feel good. I can't do whatever I want and not see repercussions of it. And so for me, I tie life quality to something that now temporarily in my mother's eyes is like taking away everything that's enjoyable in life in order for me to reach that point where I'm no longer in pain or um, discomfort after a meal uh, and where my skin cl clean, uh, clears up. So we looked at life quality in two different ways and it was kind of profound when I started to just see it as that. We aren't arguing because we are looking at the same thing, life quality, in two completely different ways and because we value two completely different things. Um, and I think that was really powerful. And, you know, after that uh, argument, we, I decided that I need to be more compassionate and understanding that my mom just wants what's best for me and she will do so out of her own perspective in life, um, which doesn't always align with how I want to live my life. Most of the time it doesn't, but I can appreciate it and I can love her for it and be grateful for it. Um, and I can learn how to communicate with her maybe in a different way.
and then I can feel my triggers coming on whenever she says something that doesn't align with my values and I can stop and I can appreciate it. So I wanted to digress a little bit because when I opened the book I was reading today, uh, it talked about power. And I kind of said it earlier that I feel extremely powerful right now. And I want to say why, because I feel that I am powerful because I am so strongly acting out of my highest values at this any given moment in time. I'm not sacrificing self for the experience of others. I'm not saying that I'm that I'm saying my way or the highway. I'm saying more I am resourceful so that I don't have to compromise my way while still enabling others to have their way. And that is really, really powerful. And it actually feels fantastic. Um, but I wanted to read something that I read in this book because I was reading by chance a relationship book um, because this was given to me by a friend. And I picked it up one day and I thought it actually was really valuable. Um, so obviously this is a relationship book, but it's going to be it's going to be good to say it here in this call and in this podcast episode. So it's, it talks about genuine power and it says, power is not just the ability to do something or to get someone else to do something. For instance, you have the power to drive your car into the side of a building and you might even be able to coerce your partner in doing the same. But would you be powerful if you did that? Obviously, you'd be stupid if you did that. Shooting yourself in the foot is not powerful. Power is the ability to act in your long-term best interest. It is behaving according to what you believe to be the most important things about you. Your compassion moves you to improve, appreciate, connect, and protect, while your resentment makes you devalue by avoidance or attack, which will be your best interest and therefore more powerful in your relationship and really I think I've spoken about this in the past when we act according to our values we feel good and congruent inside when we act outside of our values and what we believe to be true we feel that disconnect and it's a feeling or a negative emotion or a just a dissonance in ourselves, which leads to, I guess, as they say, attack or avoidance or something like that, because it triggers something inside of us. So something that I'm playing with a lot right now is to look at actions purely out of values and ask myself how do I act here if I'm going to act according to my values and I have this conversation and I have this problem uh, when people initially start to work with me is that a lot of people want to be a certain way but they've gotten a little bit stuck in acting 
in a different way. And this is why we end up feeling guilty about food, guilty about whether or not we're exercising. Um, and so if we can start to go back, dissect our values and maybe even rearrange them, because I don't know if I mentioned it, but health is one of my core values. It is not my top value or it hasn't been, but I've had to rearrange my values so that health is on top because if we are navigating life according to our values, then we will do them by hierarchy. We will, if, if we need to make a decision, the one on top will always win. So if I made family my highest value, that means that in order to make a decision based on what I'm supposed to eat, I would try to please my mother because she's more important to me than health. And I know that that sounds maybe a little bit harsh. And I mean, if it was life and death, of course, I would make different decisions um, and I could live with my discomfort if I had to choose. But the fact is that I always have a choice. And sometimes we just have to make that tough decision and say something is more important to me which means that I need to learn how to act according to those values. And I need to have it at the top because if, if it is at the top, I don't have to remind myself that I have this value that I should be following because it's there. It penetrates everything that you do uh, because you will plan your day around it. You will make sure that you don't fail because you're, you're, certain that it's the one important thing so that's really all I wanted to say but I also just want to leave you with power choice is power you can choose whatever you want and that is within your power but you also you really choose how you respond and I think sometimes coming back to understanding what you want the most in life and what you want you to be like your best version then you can start to act accordingly because you now know it it's a conscious thing so thank you for listening in today i'd love to get some feedback if you have any and as always you can reach me if you want to have a conversation about something if you want to give me feedback personally, then I'm all ears. Uh, you can find me on Emily Anger on Instagram or wherever you search for me. But thank you so much for listening in. Um, and I really appreciate you You're more and more listening in. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. So have a really good day or evening or whatever time it is when you listen to this. And I will tune in again next week.